welcome to the Wonder Your Way Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Neiman. I'm here to help you travel to Europe, to explore off the tourist track destinations, dig a bit deeper into those well-known places, offer up some tips so you can travel with peace of mind, and of course, to share a few stories. It's my hope to inspire you to travel to Europe, your way. Hello, Wanderers. I hope you are doing good today. I'm feeling pretty okay myself, pandemic and all, because as we record this, as I record this, I'm the only one sitting here. (laughs) As I record this, it is um, the middle of January and we are still very much in the grips of the 2020-2021 pandemic, but we are still dreaming of traveling to Europe. So... I'm going to offer up some tips in today's episode. So this is going to be one of those tips for traveling to Europe episodes. And this could be titled, Yes, You Can Afford a Trip to Europe. So in this episode, I'm going to offer up some tips of ways to travel to and around Europe on a budget. Now, Traveling on a budget doesn't mean that you're like, you know, have to sleep in like dorm rooms and that you're like barely getting anything to eat and you can't still enjoy yourself. What I want to do is offer up some tips where you can still have a very enjoyable experience in traveling to Europe, traveling around Europe, but without breaking the bank because you don't have to break the bank in order to have a great time in Europe. So let's dive into some of these tips. So the first tip that I want to offer up is the idea of traveling in like off-peak times or off-season times or out-of-season times. Now, I get it. I have a niece who is a teacher. I have friends who are teachers. And when you're a teacher or if you have school-age kids, you can't go in October or you can't go in March unless it happens to be spring break. I get it. Sometimes you have to travel in the middle of the summer or you have to travel over a Christmas break. And those tend to be the higher peak times. And that's where you're going to obviously be spending more money on airfare, accommodation, sometimes even sites and, and food. But if you are in a position where you can travel out of season, then I strongly recommend you do so. It will save you a lot of money. For example, in early 2020, this is now uh, January 2021 as I'm sitting here recording this. So about a year ago, I went to Paris in winter and I had found a super cheap airfare. It was only about $350 or $360 from Cincinnati round trip. And it was a I mean, I would have spent probably double that had I gone in the summer. Of course, I probably wouldn't have been able to go in the summer of 2020, but I think you get what I'm saying. So that's a great way to save money just on the airfare is traveling out of season. You don't have to go in the dead of winter. Most of Europe will have kind of the the shoulder season. So think things like spring, um, March, April, May, sometimes even June, depending on where you're going, can be a little, you know, not quite high season. Think about September, October, November. 
Um, things in December can climb up a little bit again because of, of Christmas, and then things fall back off again in January and February. So you also have to think about the destination that you're going to, because obviously if you're going to somewhere that's like a ski resort, like a place like Chamonix in France and the, in the French Alps, that's probably going to be a little expensive in January because everybody's going to be off skiing. So you have to kind of also think about that as well. But traveling a little bit out of season can help you drive your costs down, especially when it comes to things like air and accommodation. Tip number two is going to be to use public transportation as much as possible. Now, I will admit that because I'm the type of person that likes to get into the nooks and crannies of places. I like to get into small places. I do tend to rent a car. And I will also say that public transportation can be cheaper, but it also depends on how many are in your party and where, what country you're in. Sometimes you might need a car. Sometimes it might make more sense depending on where you're going and what you're going to do. If you have a couple of people and you're splitting the cost of car rental, it may not be such a bad idea. But nine times out of 10, it will be a little bit cheaper to travel by train or bus. Bus is always going to be the cheapest. It's a little bit slower, but if you can do so, that's a great way to travel and to get from town to town. Again, if you are going to rent a car, rent the smallest car that you can get by with. So don't overpack. <laughs> that's going to be one. That I could go into a whole other episode on packing for Europe, and we may very well get to one of those. But do think about using public transportation as usually it's cheaper. The other thing to keep in mind, and, and I will probably do an episode on train travel in Europe, is depending on the type of train that you're taking, high-speed trains are more expensive. The slower trains are less expensive. So keep that in mind too. It may take you a little longer to get from point A to point B, but you may save a little bit of money. Time and money are your two resources, and you just have to figure out which one is more important to you at that time. But use public transportation if it makes sense and if it is less expensive. Again, sometimes you have to kind of sit down and work through your budget and look at the cost to see if it really makes sense or not. Typically, it does. Now to tip number three, and this kind of is about more about accommodation. I would suggest looking for places that are kind of small, little, simple guest houses or B&Bs. Typically, you can find really good rates for those types of places. I'm not really poo-pooing the um, big chain hotels. If you have things like points, sure, you probably, probably want to use that. That's a great way to save money. But um, you're probably going to get a richer experience and probably save some money by staying somewhere a little smaller. Plus, you'd be supporting a small business. And a lot of times, if you stay in one place longer, that will help you get a better deal on your accommodation. For example, I know that there are places out there that if you stay three nights, four nights, five nights, even a week, they may give you a reduced rate. And if it's not on there, you can always ask because it's pretty common. I remember staying, um, you know, like over th like three, four days and having them drop the rate a little bit for me. And even one place I stayed, well, I ended up staying there for two weeks, but the weekly rate, they dropped a little bit, like they dropped maybe five euro off each day. So 
there you are saving, you know, the equivalent of about almost $50 in a week. So there's a little bit of a savings there. Slower travel will help you save a little bit of money for that reason. Plus, when you aren't moving around a lot, you're not spending as much on transportation costs. So that's something else to keep in mind. Tip number four is about eating. Now, I'm not going to tell you not to eat and not to enjoy yourself, (laughs) but I am going to tell you that eating in versus eating out can help you with your budget. In other words, maybe you go to the markets and you pick up some fresh food and you take it back to your room and you have a little picnic or you take it to a park if it's nice. Take it to one of the local beaches if you're along the sea. By not going out to dinner, you can save a little bit money that way. Plus, you get to enjoy the local markets and shop with the locals. I always find that that's kind of a fun experience. The other thing is when you do go out, you might want to find those kind of simple places and find those places that are away from the main tourist areas. I'm thinking about a place like Siena, Italy. There's the beautiful um, Piazza del Campo. It's a beautiful piazza and there's all kinds of places to eat like all surrounding it. And most of those places the prices are going to be a little higher. And to be honest, the food quality is probably not quite as good. But if you tuck down one of the little lanes that are kind of off there and kind of go and find where the locals are going, again, you can stock the locals to find out. But you're probably going to find better food and a better price. That's one tip. The other thing is try some takeaway food. Sometimes some of the takeaway is absolutely fabulous. There was a line of people outside this this little takeaway. Um, I think they had like falafels and things like that. When I was in Paris in in January of 2020 last year, and people were like the locals were lined up for this place. And I actually ended up when I got back, I read a review and it's supposed to be great, great food. And I'm sure that it was probably quite affordable. So look for little takeaway places. The other thing to do is think about having lunch out instead of dinner. Lunch is going to be just as good and it's usually a little bit cheaper and then you can just have a light little snack for your dinner. Tip number five. This is one of my favorites and this is visit free sites. Yes, there are sites that you'll probably want to see that are going to cost you, but there will also be a lot of sites that are free. Sometimes there are museums that are free. London is one of the cities that comes to mind that has a few fabulous free museums, things like the Victoria and Albert Museum, the National Gallery. So take advantage of visiting free sites. You know, I'm thinking about a country like Ireland where they have six national parks. You don't have to pay anything to visit the national parks. So look for those free sites and free things to do. And then you can balance that out with maybe spending on a couple of those sites that you have to pay for that you know you really want to go to. But find some of those things that are free to do because there are plenty of things out there. The other thing is a lot of the bigger cities, um, you know, London, Paris, Rome, Prague, they all will have um, walking tours. And a lot of times these walking tours, 
they're quote unquote <laughs> free, um, as I'm doing air quotes here. And they are more of a donation based. So you can take a walking tour that will say it is a free tour, but the tour guide does sort of rely on making some money um, from a so-called free tour. So it's donation based. But it is a good way because you often can get a really good tour and maybe instead of paying, you know, 50 US dollars for this tour, you may be able to get by with only spending like 10 or 15 and, you know, just kind of doing that nice donation. Um, Please do make sure that you pay something for these guides. So do your homework before you go so you know which sites might be free. The other thing is sometimes there are museums that have a free day or a free night of the month or the week. So check that out and see when that is. And if it if you can time your trip out that you can maybe be there like on the first Thursday of the month or the first Sunday of the month when something might be free, then you can take advantage of that. So that's another way to save a little bit of money. And if you're a person that maybe gets into um, concerts or theater and you want to be able to attend something like this while you're traveling, a festival, try to find something, again, that's free. A lot of times there will be free events here and there. You just have to be looking for them. It's always a good idea to have a travel planner to maybe help you find those things. But that's another way to really have a richer travel experience is to go to something that the locals would be going to, like a concert or if there's some sort of festival but look for the things that that don't cost anything that you can just kind of um, wander around some local festival. I um, was in Chipping Camden in the Cotswolds of England a few years ago, and they happened to have um, a festival. And so I went into town and I just wandered around. Sure, if I would have bought something or had some food or gotten on one of the rides, it would have cost me. But to just kind of walk around and and watch the pageantry and take in kind of the locals all gathering together, that was free. So keep things like that in mind because those are other ways where you don't have to spend a cent and you get to have this really great, rich travel experience. And tip number six, this is my favorite travel tip for saving money. And that's to think about going to some of those not as famous, not as common destinations. If you choose to go to somewhere like Romania compared to Italy, you will probably save some money. Now, I get it. You know, sometimes we have a certain country like set in our brain and that's where we want to go. But if you're a little bit flexible, you may be able to save some money. And here's the thing. Some of the countries, some of the towns and cities that you go to, you are going to be surprised that they are just as wonderful, just as fabulous as some of the more famous places. So what do I mean by some of the off the tourist track destinations. Well, I mentioned one, Romania, which I have not been to, but has been on my list forever now, it seems like forever, is a lot cheaper. And it has an incredibly rich culture. You know, this is where the home of like 
Dracula's castle is and things like that. So, and there's a, a beautiful countryside, lots of little towns and villages, colorful towns and villages. It might be something to think about. Um, maybe a place like, well, I was in Slovenia a couple years ago. And while Slovenia, I would say, is not quite as off the tourist track as some other places, I found it to be pretty darn affordable. I mean, food was was pretty inexpensive. I found places to stay that weren't that expensive. And it is a gorgeous, gorgeous country, especially if you if you really want to get into the outdoors. It's great for that. But there's some some wonderful culture there with some castles. There's some really cool caves. Um, you know, you just have to kind of think outside the box a little bit when it comes to this. The other thing is, you know, so so many of us want to, you know, hit some of those, the bigger cities. Guess what? Those bigger cities cost more. The smaller towns, they'll be less expensive. So you need to kind of think a little bit outside the box and maybe change up where you're going to go. I promise you that you will probably have even a far richer experience, a far richer travel experience if you go to some of these places that aren't so much on the tourist trail because you will be able to make those connections probably with the locals a little bit more. And if you go to places where they're not used to seeing tourists, you are going to be an anomaly. They're going to love you. They're going to be like, what's this person doing here? And they're going to be curious about you. And you'll probably, who knows, you may even get an invitation to go have dinner with somebody or somebody will say, hey, come have a drink, you know? So keep your options open. Keep your mind and your heart open to maybe visiting some place that is a little bit, gosh, I wouldn't think about going there kind of place because that's probably going to lead to a far richer travel experience and you'll be saving some money. So those are my six travel tips for saving money as you travel to and around Europe. So let's go over those again real quick so you haven't forgotten them. Tip number one was to try to travel off season or at least shorter season. That will definitely save you money on airfare as well as accommodation and a few other things. Tip number two was to use public transportation if possible. If you are going to rent a car, do so with a group or and or rent the smallest car possible. So don't overpack. I can't stress that enough. Tip number three is try to stay in one place a little longer. Um, it will help with things like the cost of your accommodation because sometimes you can get deals that way if you stay a little longer. And you won't be moving around as much, so you won't be spending as much on transportation costs. Tip number four is to try to eat in or do some takeaway. Or if you are going to go out to eat, try lunch instead of dinner. It'll help save a little bit of money that way. And I can guarantee that if you go shop at the markets, you're going to have a great time. I always find it's such a unique experience. One of my favorite things to do. Tip number five is to look for those free sites or free events, things like festivals and concerts, anything that you can do that you can do for free or that you can maybe spend just a few dollars on, that's what you want to go for. You can kind of balance that out and save your money for the, the things that you really want to do, some of those bigger experiences. 
And the last tip is try to go to some different destinations. Try to go to those sort of lesser visited destinations because more than likely they're going to be a little bit cheaper. The other thing is to consider is that staying in those big famous cities is going to cost you more because it's going to cost you more for accommodation. It's going to cost you more in food. So if you can limit your time there or just transport into them, if that makes more sense is to stay outside of them or pick out some of the small towns. I find that the small towns are far more hmm, charming. They're fun. They just offer such a great glimpse into more of that everyday life. So I hope this was a helpful episode. And I hope that you now have kind of thought a little bit more like, hey, maybe I really can afford to go to Europe. Maybe it wouldn't cost me so much. Just think a little bit outside the box. Take these six tips into consideration. You can kind of make a budget. That's not a bad idea to do. But I really believe that so many people think that they can't afford a trip to Europe when, in all honesty, they probably can. And if you have any further questions, you know where to find me at the Wonder Your Way website, wonderyourway.com, on all the social media channels at Wonder Your Way. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, I would love for you to do that. Um, Being a brand new podcast, this kind of helps me out. If you hit that subscribe button, be sure to tell your itchy feet traveler friends all about the Wonder Your Way podcast. And also, if you want to leave me a review, a review would be so helpful as well, especially when it comes to Apple, because you know how they are, Apple Podcasts. Um, Leave a review, and that would be helpful. I can't wait to start reading some reviews about the show. Be honest, uh, but please be kind. (laughs) Anyway, until next time, happy travels. (music) 